The first talk in uh, volume 14, Parsha Shaftim, is in the verse, Tamim Tiem Hashem Elokecha, which, as we'll see, the simple translation can be either, you shall be perfect with the Lord your God, or you shall be sincere with Hashem your God. So Rashi quotes, Tamim Tiem Hashem Elokecha, he quotes the entire verse, and says, what does it mean? Hisalech imay betzmimus, go with God in sincerity, in simplicity, and hope to Him, don't seek any other future, any other fortunes, but rather, whatever happens to you, accept it with sincerity, accept it with simplicity. That's Rashi's interpretation. The Rebbe asks the questions. First of all, the Torah uses the word Tamim many times by Noah, by Avraham, when dealing with his offerings, the sacrifices, and in every case, it's understood simply what it means. Why does Rashi feel the need to interpret it here? Secondly, the details of his interpretation is to follow with God in sincerity and hope to him, don't look for the future, to, to, to foretell the future, but rather whatever comes to you, accept it with simplicity. How does Rashi know in Pshutei Shomikra, in the simple meaning of the text, that this is the meaning of Tamim Tia, of be sincere, and that includes all of these details. Also, Rashi changes in the language of the verse. The verse says, don't be shayel elamei, don't seek or, or ask for the future. Don't be dayresh elameisim, don't seek the future. But Rashi uses al-tachkeres don't investigate the future. After Rashi concludes that, he says, when you do this, you will be you will be with God and as part of his portion. That's the, the reward for his for going with God in simplicity. First of all, why does Rashi where, where do you see in Pshutei Shomikra in the simple meaning of the text any reference to a reward for the instruction? And secondly, how do you know that this is the reward from the simple reading of the text? So some commentaries explain that where Rashi means to interpret the, the verse, he's actually splitting it into two. Tamim tia, there's be sincere with Hashem your God, go with God in sincerity, and that's the instruction. And the reward is im Hashem alokecha, that when you do that, then you'll receive the reward of being with Hashem your God. Why would you need to say that? Because... When it says by Avraham, tamim, be sincere, it just, or be perfect, it just says, tamim, and doesn't say, with Hashem your God. Therefore, Rashi interprets, what's the need for saying, with Hashem your God? Must be that that's telling us the reward for the, for, for the instruction, the reward for doing this. But the Rebbe says you can't interpret that in the simple meaning of Rashi, first of all, because if that was the case, then the two things that Rashi said, that, that uh, you should go with God in sincerity, and that as a result, you will be with Hashem your God, he should have divided into two separate Rashis, two separate statements. One is the interpretation of Tamim Tia, be sincere, and the second one is the interpretation of Im Hashem Alokecha, but Rashi includes it all under one heading. Secondly, Rashi says, Hisalech imay bitzmimos, go with God in sincerity, which implies that that's the interpretation of the entire verse. Go with God, 
Tamim Tia, be sincere, Im Hashem Alakacha, with Hashem your God. Which means that the words with Hashem your God he's interpreting as part of the instruction, not as a separate thing as the reward. Furthermore, on a basic level, the words with Hashem your God aren't extra because it's a continuation to the entire context. The context is that as the verse talks about, don't follow the Aiv and the Yadaini, the various forms that the people of the time would use to tell the future or asking the dead, etc. But rather, you should be sincere with Hashem your God. So it fits into the simple reading of the text. Also, what does Rashi add? Be with God. Ima add that the reward is you'll be imai with him, ulechelkay, and it's part of his portion. That doesn't seem to be part of the text. Im Hashem with Hashem your God. So therefore the Rebbe explains it as follows. He says the simple meaning of Tamim in every place is to be perfect, to be complete. As, as was the case by Noah and by Avraham, to be complete in your fulfillment of Hashem's will. But in a basic level, you can't interpret that here to, to mean complete or to mean perfect. Why? Because the, the text itself, the, the basic reading of the text is, you, in this case, don't do as the destructive things or the abominations that the nations did before you. In other words, it's talking about specific behaviors that you shouldn't follow them in, which wouldn't fit with the being perfect perfect in your fulfillment of all of the commandments, as would be the case, as we'd be in the interpretation previously by Noach and by Avram. The Ramban actually, Nachmanides, for this reason, interprets that what is Tamim Tia mean? Be perfect in your faith, and therefore don't follow the fortune tellers and the various things that the other people, that the other nations would do, because they are not complete, they are not perfect, because they'll get some things right and other things wrong, but rather Tamim you should be perfect in your by following Hashem your God. But that doesn't fit with the simple meaning of the text that says that isn't saying be perfect in your faith by going with Hashem your God, but rather saying be be tamim with Hashem your God. Therefore, Rashi interprets that. Uh, that, that what does Tamim here mean? Don't not be perfect, which wouldn't fit since it's talking only about these specific commandments, but rather be sincere. And according to this, it fits with the flow of the text. Don't follow all of these different things. He says, Tamim because they do all of these, they follow um, the, 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 various, uh, the various falsehoods and so on, but rather you should be sincere with Hashem your God and you should follow, um, you should follow what Hashem wants. Don't worry about the future, but rather go with God in sincerity. If that's the case, so then you might wonder one second if you should be perfect with Hashem, you should be sincere with Hashem, your God. What about the fact that they'll know what's going to happen and you're going to be missing out, you're not going to know what to do. So that's why Rashi says, be sincere with Hashem, your God, means not only be sincere and don't follow all these other things, but don't worry about the future altogether. Be, focus on God, believe in God, and don't, don't seek to understand, don't investigate what the future holds. What about the fact that then you're going to be filled with an anxiety about what's happening? Everybody else is able to find out what's going on by their psychics and, and, and fortune tellers, and you're going to be worried about what's going to come in the future, says Rashi. No, part of Tamim Tia, part of being sincere with Hashem, your God, is everything that happens to you except with, with sincerity, with simplicity. In other words, part of being sincere with Hashem, your God, is to be willing to accept whatever happens, and therefore you won't be filled with anxiety 
by not knowing the future because you are not worried about what the future is going to hold because either way you're willing to accept whatever it is that Hashem is going to bring to you. So if that's the case, then you might be able to interpret the last statement of this text, that then you will be with God and as part of his portion, is also a part of the explanation of, of, of how you'll be sincere. You're not going to be filled with anxiety. You'll be able to be fully sincere. Why? Because you'll know that that as a result of not worrying about the future, God promises you that it'll actually be good for you physically as well. However, the Rebbe says that that can't be read as Rashi's interpretation. Why? First of all, where did Rashi get this from? That this is going to happen, and also then he wouldn't say, then he wouldn't say that then you will be part of part of God's portion and with God. Rather, he would say because you will be. So therefore, he interprets it differently. He, he says, one second, let's look at the context of the text. It said because of all of these abominations, God is chasing these people out of the land. In other words, because of doing these things. They can't be in the land. You should be sincere with Hashem your God and do all and, and not do all of these things. And therefore, what will happen? Obviously, you will receive the land. You will inherit the land. And that's what Rashi means to say. Then you will be ima yulechelka. You will be God's portion. Chelak Hashem amai, as the verse says, because you are God's portion, therefore he gives you the best portion. Therefore he gives you the best land. He gives you Eretz Yisrael. In other words, this is all part of the response to the flow of the, of the verses. What about the fact that the verses continue and say that these nations that that these nations follow all these falsehoods but you should go and seek the future by asking a navi by asking a prophet according to the ramban it fits he's saying don't follow all of these falsehoods because they're not complete, they're not perfect, they're not telling you everything that's going to happen. Rather, you should see, seek a perfect knowledge of the future by being with Hashem your God. And then the verse continues and says, yes, how do you achieve this? By not following all of these falsehoods, but rather by seeking the future, seeking the knowledge of what Hashem wants you to know about the future through asking a prophet. But Rashi saying, be sincere with Hashem your God and not worry about the future. If that's the case, why does it go on to say, rather seek out a prophet? So the Rebbe explains that the, the Rashi will explain that this is a new thing. It's not a continuation. Ki when it says for all of these nations, it's not giving a reason because all of these nations follow all of these things, but you should seek a prophet. But rather, as in many other places, ki ki when, when all of the nations follow all of these falsehoods, you shouldn't do that. You should seek the, you should seek the, the, the you should seek knowledge only through a prophet. It's a, it's, it's a new section. Still, that doesn't seem to fit with the flow. Why are you seeking the future altogether if the Torah just told you, be sincere with Hashem your God? That's why Rashi changes the word and doesn't say, don't be doirish or shayel, don't ask about the future, don't seek to know the future, but rather, don't investigate the future. In other words, the focus here isn't not asking the prophet what will be, but not being caught up in it, not being worried about it, because you're sincere with Hashem your God and you know whatever will happen you're okay with. But you're allowed to ask the prophet what's going to be while not getting too engaged, while not, while not getting too lost in caring specifically about what's going, what's going to happen, about what's happening in the future.
Halachically, says the Rebbe, this Rashi actually brings out a beautiful thing. There's an argument between Maimonides and Nachmanides whether be sincere with Hashem your God is counted as one of the commandments. Rambam doesn't bring it. Maimonides does not bring it as one of the commandments. Ramban, on the other hand, asks why doesn't Ram, Rambam, why doesn't Maimonides include this as one of the commandments since it's, since it's telling you what to do? So he says, maybe Rambam considers it a general commandment and therefore he doesn't include it. Says the Rebbe, this fits with what the Rambam and the Ramban each said about Tamim Tiyam Hashem The Rambam says, don't follow the, 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 uh, the fortune tellers and the ma'ininim and kaismim, the magic magicians and so on, because he says they're all foolishness, they're all wrong, they're completely false. And therefore the Torah tells you, Tamim Tiyam Hashem you should be perfect with Hashem your God, which means you should be perfect in your awareness and your knowledge of connecting to Hashem. If that's the case, it's a general commandment. Always be perfect in your awareness of God and therefore don't follow any of these falsehoods. Therefore, it's a general commandment. It's not a specific commandment. Don't do this particular behavior, but rather a general commandment. It doesn't count as one of the commandments, as one of the mitzvot. It's a general precept. Ramban, on the other hand, Nachmanides, interpreted as we said, that he feels that you shouldn't follow Follow these things not because they're false, but because they're not complete. But rather, you should seek a perfect knowledge of the future by specifically avoiding these particular behaviors and rather connecting to Hashem. According to him, it's a specific commandment about these particular behaviors. If that's the case, it should be counted as one of the 613 commandments. Rashi, on the other hand, won't agree with either of them. He interprets the words tamim not as meaning perfection, but rather as meaning sincerity. If that's the case, obviously he will consider this a specific commandment, one of the 613 commandments, follow God with sincerity, and therefore it'll count as one of the commandments. In addition to the negative prohibition of of not following magicians, of not following any of these fortune tellers, and then you will be with God, and as part of his portion, you could say that with God means you'll be following, that you won't be following following the, 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 the negative prohibition of following the fortune tellers. And when you do that, then you'll be lechelka, you'll, you'll appreciate with sincerity, with simplicity, whatever it is that God is going to bring upon you, then you'll be also lechelka, you'll be in God's portion.